0: 405 651 3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405 329 9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Iowa State, for no students here being a sellout, it's going in the right direction. They make a difference, and um, you know you just got to keep going. There's some. There's some uh, some good promotional things. I think everybody loves the two dollar beers um, and concessions. So we got two dollar beers going. That's got to be a nice little thing. And uh, you know, I try to control what I control. I got hit on social media that there wasn't enough beer stands. So there's going to be more beer stands at the at, at the at the at the game tomorrow. So people don't have to worry about uh, two dollar beers having to wait in line. Hopefully. Um, so always trying to do what we can do to get the big those big crowds into Lloyd really Noble.
1: Less than two hours away from tip-off in the LNC. 15th-ranked OU taking on West Virginia. 7 p.m. on ESPN+. OU listed as a 12.5-point favorite in this game. ESPN BPI gives OU a 93.6% chance to win this game tonight. In the must-win scale, 10 being the most important game of the year, I put it at an 8, you put it at a 9, so... Yeah, not that the season's necessarily over if you lose this game tonight, but it's one of the more winnable games you have left. You got an opportunity this year. Go take advantage of it. Protect your home court. This would be a bad loss. Don't have a bad loss tonight on your home floor as a double-digit favorite.
2: Right, and I expect Oklahoma to win, take care of business. They've got to make shots. They've got to defend. They've got to get back in transition. Got to stop turning the ball over, you know, and, and turn them over. Kansas had two turnovers against us. Yep. That is some clean basketball. So, <clears throat> you know, do that yourselves. Take care of the basketball. Value the basketball. I I know we're not doing predictions right now, but I'm yeah, – You can't.
1: Hey, be my guess. Go I'm ahead. Thinking,
2: I'm thinking West Virginia covers. I think we win by six.
1: OU by six. I, I mean, I'll take that right now.
2: I'll take OU by – Point
1: five, if I can get it. I mean, what, what whatever. I, I know what West Virginia is six and ten on the year, one and two in conference play. But I'll, I'll take a six point win over West Virginia and move on and be fourteen and three on the season and two and two in conference. I got, I got no issue with that. I, I'll also take uh, a dominant display of defense for forty minutes, a great offensive night where they take care of the basketball and they win by twenty six. Whatever, as long as it's a win in this league. Give me that,
2: And I think that's the the case. Like, this is different than Big 12 football. Like, if you take, I don't know, UCF or Iowa State, whoever, if you take whoever in the Big 12 football conference and beat them by one, people are going to be like, oof, Oklahoma. I uh, really struggled in that one. Well, I have
1: done that post game show there before, if, trust me. If you,
2: if you win any Big 12 basketball game by one, it's a it's a quad one win. Like that's a good good win. So, margin of like like the margin of error is so small in the Big 12 that any margin of victory has to be celebrated. Yeah, it's as simple as that. It just—it doesn't matter. You win by twenty, you win by one. I don't care. Just get the Big Twelve win.
1: Uh, Gunny gives us a prediction. He says it's going to be my birth year <laughs> to Teddy's favorite number, eighty-two sixty-nine. Booma. I do need some, uh, or we need some help on the text line for for this next question as it yeah. pertains to OU basketball. So, okay, they're a top fifteen team. They're thirteen and three. It was a tough week last week, but this, this is a good basketball team. They are clearly improved from the past few years. you got a chance to have a nice season. I, I don't think anyone believes right now that they're a Final Four team. At least I don't. But this is a good basketball team that's capable of doing some nice things. Like What, what would be a successful OU Hoop season now that we are, what, 16 games in, a really good sample size? What needs to happen in the regular season? What seed do they need to be in the NCAA tournament? What round do they need to get to in the NCAA tournament? Like based on what we know about this team, and again, I think we got a pretty good idea of what they have, text line, what needs to happen this year for you to say at the end of the season, all right, yeah, cool. That was a successful OU hoop season. I'm good with that. Obviously, they gotta they they can't melt and not make the NCAA tournament, so I that's clearly the baseline from where we're working at with this
2: yeah it's it's certainly interesting because we kind of went through this in football season didn't we we said 10 and 2 was i think the consensus like you know the most popular answer 10 and 2 would be considered success and we all said expectations change we went out got off to a 6-0 and start beat texas Obviously, in in the late game heroics from Dylan Gabriel and Nick Anderson, and then expectations changed a little bit. So, is it fair to say, Tyler, that this start has changed expectations? Because I think preseason, yes, what, what, preseason. What do you think was? Oh hell, was just it?
1: make the tournament for the just first make time the, in the tournament. Ohio. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, I don't think I th- I think if OU sneaks in on the bubble. I don't I don't think OU fans are going to be fully bought into Portland. No, Mother, so. sneaks
1: in on uh just like they just barely get in. They're a bubble team and have to play uh a good team in the first round where they're a dog and they lose. Like that's going to be looked at as a disappointment most likely. Like that's why I'm setting my expectations based on where they were before the year P- pretty high, man. Like I I I want this team to be a top 6 seed going into the NCAA tournament. And there are a five on bracketology right now. So so that's very doable for this team to be a top six seed. And why I put that number at six is because, man, Travis, like if you're an eight or nine seed, which is what anyone would have taken before the year, at least most people would have taken before the year, okay, you're an eight, nine seed. It's like a coin flip game in the first round, and then you're going to pl- have to play one of the four best teams in the country to make it to the Sweet 16, you know? like the yeah. difference between a 6 seed and maybe even like a 7 seed just like just feels so it's just so big so a top 6 seed i think really makes you feel going into the tournament that you got a you got a decent chance at becoming a sweet 16 team in the tournament not a given yeah. you'll have to play a better team in the second round but that's just kind of where i arrived at is top 6 seed in the dance then let's talk about a sweet 16 run
2: yeah i i would put it at 6 or 7 you know, uh, in, in the, in the spirit of doing a little bit different. I'll, I'll, I'll say seven, seven seed or higher. But I do, it's interesting that starting next month, we might ask the same question and say, I don't know, we can we want to be a top four seed or, or maybe we lose a couple or maybe God forbid we deal with an injury. We've had incredible health luck so far. So Knock compared on to what? a lot of, yeah, compared to a lot of the other teams in this conference. So, and a lot of the other teams in the country. So, expectations continue to change. I think it's fair right now to say you get a top seven seed, that's, that's good. That is that yeah. is genuine improvement. Going to a conference next year that we will immediately be near the top of whenever we enter it.
1: I, uh, it it's a lot harder to do this with, with college basketball than it is college football because, like, for instance, if OU ends up finishing second in the Big 12 this year, and they make a nice run in the Big 12 tournament, but they trip up and lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament, like, that that would still be a successful season. It would be an extremely disappointing ending, but so much is predicated in this sport by what happens in the NCAA tournament. You know, that that at times you tend to forget about some good things that you accomplished during the regular season or even the conference tournament.
2: Yeah, it has a way of kind of painting over it, no doubt. But, I mean, it's... Kind of changing the expectation talk, like, is is a six seed or a seven seed enough to say, okay, Porter's the guy? Or are you 100% sold Porter's the guy? Or if he barely makes it into the tournament, are you going to say, uh, I don't know, maybe there's somebody else out there? Like, do you think the, the the fan base is 100% sold on Porter through this part of year three?
1: Um... We have the best tool for that, the text line. Um, I think that there are still some people that are unsure about it because there were people, I think, after last season that didn't want him back for this year and got excited but brought back down to earth a little bit after the North Carolina loss and the loss that you had last week, which, again, like. Neutral site. That was essentially yeah, a no road way. game at the Dean Dome. It's about as close as you can get. Losing at TCU, losing at Kansas. I'm not going to let that take away my excitement for this season. And I still think this ca- this team is capable of doing nice things. But, but I'm sure, yeah, there there are still people out there that say, yeah, I, I like him and I really hope it works out. But I'm still not 100% sold just yet. And, and I think that that's fair. Like, this year's a big year for a lot of people to determine how they feel about the future of the program with him as the head coach.
2: What if he, what if he doubles the beer stands on, on $2 Tuesdays? Then
1: it's a lifetime contract. We build an OU Mount Rushmore on campus, and he's the first face on it. Perfect. Pretty simple. Will,
2: will he be holding one of those small plastic cups full of beer? He'll be double fisting. It'll be a Mount fountain? Yes. We can build a fountain into it, <laughs> yeah. and it's just overflowing with beer? Uh, okay. But, yeah, I think here's the thing. We all understand, I mean, the numbers back it up, the Ken Palm, the strength of schedule, the strength of record, like, every number backs up that the Big 12 is just, it's just impossible. I mean, Kansas loses to UCF. Like, what are we doing here to give UCF their their first Big 12 win in their first Big 12 uh, home game they've ever had? And do you think... If we were in the SEC this year, do you think like do you think people understand the differences in the conferences that much? Like, if next year... Yes. Yeah, okay, I do. good. I think
1: so. Smart fan base. Crazy fan base at times, but it's still a smart fan base at the end, end of the day. 918 says Sweet 16, what they're looking at for a successful hoop season. Mark and Blanchard says Sweet 16. Gunny says get a bye in the Big 12 tournament, get a top four seed in the tournament, and hit at least a sweet sixteen would be a decent year in my book. Oki wow. Drink Slinger says sweet sixteen would be a great season. 417 says second weekend of the NCAA tournament. Dave from Norman says uh, maybe a six or seven seed. I am in my statement. Get at least a five or a six seed and push for OU to get to the sweet sixteen. So we still got several more to go here, but most people are saying, yeah, sweet sixteen, I'll call it a successful year.
2: I love that. Which they like haven't.
1: OU's last Sweet Sixteen was when uh, what buddies last year, the Final Four season.
2: Uh, I mean, I love it. It's I like that expectations have changed. It's 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 healthy for the program for expectations to be higher. It really is, and I don't. I think if we'd have pulled the text line at the end of last year and said, "Those of you that want Porter back, what would?" What would make you keep him in year three? And I think a lot of people would just say make the tournament.
1: Well, Vinnie Paul says, flashback to last January, and it was, quote, Porter needs to make the tournament or he's fired. Why are right. we changing expectations now? Well, I mean, fair point. But like like Travis said, that's just what happens during the middle of the season. Expectations change. It happens all the time. It happened in last year's football season. Like, for some people, it was 10-2 and two before the year. After you start 6-0, and it was, well, let's start talking about college football playoff and the path that you have to get there.
2: Right. Expectations
1: and just change, good for better or worse.
2: And I don't think if Porter, you know, makes the tournament but doesn't make, you know, the Sweet 16, I don't think he's fired by any means. But I think that's a, that's a really good text, you know. Back to January. Make the tournament or he's fired. Okay. Boom i'm not fired right guys well here's the thing you were so good early that <laughs> yeah. you've actually uh you've actually already uh cost yourself the job but no i think i think him uh i think ryan Humphreys, I, I think this coaching staff is really dialed in and uh i i i would take i would take sweet 16 you put that on the table right now boom lock it in i deal. definitely
1: don't think he's unlikable in fact i think that he's very likable with the fan base not just because of the two dollar beers but People can, they hear and you know feel the passion that he has. Like he He's a guy, regardless of how you feel about him right now or how you felt about him last year, I do feel like he's a guy that the majority, if not the entirety, of the fan base says, I like that guy. I hope it works out for him here.
2: Oh, I think he's highly, highly likable. And again, I think some of the people that like him the most are the students at Oklahoma, the students that go to the basketball games. The students are showing up. Now, more than they have in years, Tyler, and not not that this is just the, the number one reason, but after every home win, he goes over and celebrates with the students, and he brings the team over, and he wants to make it a full, you know, interactive, really, type relationship with them, saying, hey, look, I'll get you more beer, or I'll get you more this. I'll get, what do you, tell me what you need, and I can ask, you know, the people in charge, to get it to you I want I want better tip times let me talk to yeah. he wants get to make people it the work, big 12 like sure. yeah. like he's trying so hard that I, I don't I don't see how you can't like him Braylon
1: from the 580 says over 20 wins run in the big 12 tournament and say a four seed it's been a while since OU's made a run in the big 12 tournament man uh, it's it feels like they're playing in that opening night opening Wednesday night and Maybe they win that game, but get knocked out in the next round, or they're losing that first night, but yeah, a more enjoyable experience of the Big 12 tournament would be would be nice. Chris and Lindsay says not sold at all on Porter, but not ready to fire him. 405 says, I look at Porter similar to Brent Venables. I really want them to succeed, because I believe in them, but W's are what we judge. I'd like to have them both for a long time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and and I'll tell you what, you're going to get more W's next year. I promise you. But with basketball, especially the way the Arkansas is headed right
1: now, jeez. Jeez.
2: Even more so than football, they're like, and the way Texas is heading. Let's be honest, Tyler.
1: Yeah, they're. Um, I think they made a very emotional hire uh, last off season with. Ronnie I think they Terry. made the easy
2: hire. And,
1: and I yeah, I don't. I, I don't. I think they're realizing that. I don't think that's going to be a long term fit for them. But who, who's good in the SEC right now? Kentucky's top 10, surprise. Tennessee. <laughs> of course, Chris Beard's already got Ole Miss in the top 25, go figure. Weird. Uh, Auburn's in the top 15 at this point. Tennessee, like you said, is really good. But it's just not – like, there's some off nights, and there's not a lot of off nights in the Big 12 right now. Like, Vanderbilt's still playing basketball in the SEC. They're 5-11 and 11 right now. Um LSU still playing basketball in the SEC. They're ten and six at this point. Mid zoo is eight and nine. Like there's not a whole lot of off nights in the Big Twelve. There's definitely some off nights in the SEC.
2: Yeah, there are off nights for sure. And it's you just you stack up so well because the Big Twelve gets a lot of older transfers, right? Like Porter talked about it last year. Like this is an older conference. That, therefore, it's more physical, right? Like you, you get beat up. That Iowa State game, man. I mean, they were they were bruising. Sam Godwin wasn't injured by any means, but he was having to be like helped to the bench, you know, when there was a dead ball because it was so crazy. You're not going to get that in the SEC. It's much more finesse. It's, it's the exact opposite oh. of what their football reputation is.
1: Okay. It's the Pac 12, is what you're going to. <laughs> what one more? I, I just love the text line. Mike and Norman says men's basketball must make the Elite Eight or we'll have to fire Britt Venables. Somebody has to say it. <laughs> it's a beautiful text, Mike. And we got some other great texts to get to. We'll do that next. Talking more po- Porter Moser expectations this year for OU Hoops right here on the ref. We're the homeless fans.
0: This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network.
2: Now that open enrollment for health care coverage has ended, there's still several options to consider that just might benefit you. Need to purchase your own health insurance? Confused about Medicare? Considering offering benefits to your employees? Call
1: the agents at Allison Insurance, featuring 70-plus years of combined insurance business experience. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Talking about expectations for OU basketball this season. They're sitting at 13-3. Play West Virginia at home tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN+. 12.5-point favorite. What has to happen this year for you to call this season a success? Uh, um, This text from the 405 says, If Porter doesn't work out, we can hire my childhood hero, Nate Erdman. (laughs) Some childhood heroes would be Hollis Price, including mine. He's out there coaching. But, I mean, yes, not nice Nate Erdman reference. I I did appreciate that very wasn't much.
2: Wasn't there, uh, you know, wasn't there talk we need to hire uh, uh, Samson Jr.? Kellen, and, yeah. And and he would bring Hollis with him? And Qantas, I believe. And Qantas. They but get the Kellen's whole on, like, together.
1: year three or four of head coach in, in waiting at Houston. I, yeah. I, I think they named him head coach in waiting. And it's like, well, is Kelvin going to be done anytime soon? Or is he just going to be the – the the top assistant there for the next eight years, waiting on old dad to retire.
2: I mean, and it really doesn't seem, I mean, I know we just went through the Nick Saban thing, it can happen whenever, but does Kelvin really feel like he's nearing the end of his coaching? I I don't feel like that. They've got it rolling there right now. Yeah, they really do. Like, so I don't, I mean, I don't see him stepping away in the next year or two. I mean, is Kellen going to be coaching waiting for, Eight years? Nine years? That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> he might be. Remember, I mean, remember when uh, Texas hired Will Muschamp? Well, he was already on staff. They named him head coach in waiting. Yeah. And Mack was like, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm just going to hang out here. And then Muschamp said, all right, see, I'm just going to go to Florida instead. Forget this. going to sit here and wait my whole life.
2: Now Mack's still a head coach.
1: Yeah, Mack's still a head coach. Muschamp
2: isn't. And he's yeah, not. That's funny.
1: Softball Steve says, who you on target for a 20-plus win season? Best in a long, long time. Hmm. CT in Piedmont says, I'd like to see a winning record in league play. That would be a successful year. 281 says, love his passion and energy. Love that he never sits down during games. They did not win Saturday in Lawrence, but I never once questioned Porter's uh, will to want to win that game on uh, on Saturday in Lawrence. I
2: I thought there was one, you probably remember it, uh, it went off out of bounds and on a on a kind of a break, and down at the OUN by the OU bench, and Porter started stomping after oh, yeah. the the referee. I thought I thought he was going to tackle him. I mean, he was. I've never seen him so demonstrative. I'm surprised he didn't get teed up, to be honest.
1: Yeah, there were some calls that made you say, "Huh? What? Oh yeah, we're in Allen Fieldhouse. I, I forgot where we're at there for a
2: second. And, What's going on?" And here? before the text line comes after us. Tyler and I were both there. We didn't lose because of the refs. But that doesn't mean there weren't bad calls.
1: Paul MBA says, got to give basketball coach four years. I think Porter is doing a good job, though. And this one from the 918 says, we talk so much about OU and Texas in football, but who is OU's biggest basketball rival? Oh, I've asked this question before, and I think it's very – I think it kind of depends on most people's age how they would answer. Like, if they live through the 80s and really the, that 88 game, and OU and Kansas had some really good matchups in the 90s and the early to mid-2000s as well, but I feel like if you live through that 88 national championship game, there's a lot of people that would say Kansas, but the younger crowd may be more skewed to saying Texas is the biggest rival in basketball.
2: I mean, I think Texas is always the safe answer because Texas is your rival, like, in everything. Now, storylines obviously can be built up, different coaching. Like, now you would you would say, oh, does OU and, you know, USC have a rivalry because of the Lincoln-Riley thing? Like, I mean, I guess maybe. Like, does Missouri now have a rivalry because oh, of gosh, recruiting no. things that happen? No! All? Like, you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. rivalries... Like it seems like singular sport rivalries have to have some type of like Kansas State with baseball, right? Like there's like a a coaching thing that has to go on where you know it drives a different narrative. I think the safe answer across every single sport that Oklahoma will ever play or has ever played anything will always be Texas.
1: Yeah, but you had um, you had some great games. I mean, when when Eddie and Kelvin were on both sides of Bedlam. Like, that's the best era of Bedlam. Ba- I mean, certainly of my lifetime, but maybe in Bedlam basketball history, that was the best era when Kelvin and Eddie, I mean, just down-and-dirty defense on both sides, felt like it was close games uh, most years throughout, a game there, a game in Norman as well. Like, that's, that, that was a pretty good era, but I do agree with you. The safe answer is is probably probably Texas. But I, I bet if we really open that up, that discussion up, if we got 50, you know, 40 text on that, I bet Kansas, OSU, and Texas would all have an answer. So maybe all that to say there's not one definite answer when it comes to the biggest basketball rival for OU.
2: When we enter the SEC, off the top of your head, is it is it simply going to be Arkansas? Because it's, yeah, I mean... Well, any, I mean, obviously Texas else, is going Papa? along. Like, right, no, right, right,
1: Non-Texas. You've been I'm play- any new ones. Yeah, you've been playing Arkansas now for a few years. Um, they have developed a character on that side that you dislike in their head coach. And the fact that he gets ejected two out of the past three years that you've beaten them, that's the most familiarity that you have with anyone, right? So, like Missouri will have some nostalgia going back when Norm Stewart was there. But I think immediately, yeah, it would probably be Arkansas.
2: Yeah. It would have to I mean it would I mean who
1: else is it even in consideration for basketball right. rival Mizzou, I guess, because you used to play them. A M's not a basketball rival.
2: No. Yeah, I guess it would just have to be Arkansas again, just because of proximity. Just because of proximity. But when you look at like SEC basketball culture, it's obvious that in the SEC, football and baseball. Yep. Those those are their two Big sports. Those are two big, like, cultures. And I think we were on air prior to the Arkansas game uh, on the pregame show. Didn't he say that Kentucky was pretty much the only rival culturally to Arkansas when it came to basketball?
1: Oh, yeah, when Ty Richardson was on with us? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, like, Tennessee's good at men's hoops, but Tennessee's really good at baseball now, and I think they really care about that too. Right. So, yeah, Yeah. probably.
2: But so, I mean, and that tracks because, you know, when you look at the all-time Final Fours, Kentucky and Arkansas lead the way as far as the SEC goes. And thanks to Toby Rowland's SEC fact of the day, I now know that OU has more Final Four appearances than Vandy, A&M, Tennessee, Missouri, Ole Miss, Alabama, South Carolina, Mississippi State, Georgia, and Auburn combined. Hmm. Well,
1: um, I I am proud that um, this show combined has the same amount of Final Four. Actually, I got to go to the 2016 Final Four when OU was there. Wasn't a great game, terrible ending, but I was there. So does that mean I've been to more
2: Final Fours than Missouri has? You've been to more than Vandy, A&M, Woo! Tennessee, Missouri, Ole Miss, and Bama combined, Hang Tyler. Hang
1: the banner. I have a banner. You guys don't. Sorry, Mizzou basketball
2: school never even
1: been to a final four before need to
2: hang it up in the studio there
1: (laughs) I might don't tempt me Dave from Norman says Auburn just because I hate sweaty Bruce Pearl (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he is he's like sweaty every single game and he always wears a shirt where boy the, the sweat is just really showing isn't it
2: uh, you get him and Gary Patterson in a sauna. You might have to get a canoe to get out of there. No, thank you.
1: Morgan Blanchard says, I don't care if it was tiddlywinks. It's always and will be Texas. 405 says, we didn't beat KU enough for it to be counted as a rivalry. See OSU and football in hoops. OU, OSU, Texas had some amazing matchups in the early Big 12. Uh, let's see. Sooner Jeff says, Bedlam for me. 405 say, I say rival is OSU, and I don't count OSU as a rival in football. So, yeah, I, okay. I, I can get down with that. People
2: say it's OSU. the biggest basketball rival, OSU or Texas, sure. If OSU keeps going the way they are, they're not going to be anybody's rival. Well,
1: that's the thing. Is they, Mike Boynton, the one thing he's done there is, is beating OU. I think it is the one thing, well, maybe bring in a couple of nice recruits, but he's
2: Kate Cunningham found is, a way I to think beat Kate Cunningham I think he owes Kate Cunningham some money. I know he he brought in a family member to be a coach, so it wasn't like he just, <laughs> you know, was an ace recruiter on that situation, but I mean, and Cade's not having a fun go of it no, right now no, no, on no, no, the no. worst team in the NBA by far. Are
1: are they in the running for like worst NBA team in history with overall Gotta
2: record? Got to be.
1: Gotta be. I, mean, I, don't, I don't even think they have they, they don't even have 5 wins, correct?
2: I think they well, did they I forget if they beat Washington the other night, but they had three wins going into that game. Jeez. Wow. Three wins. And there was a, there's a ticket. I saw somebody put it on social media. But there's a ticket where, like, you could get – the the odds weren't that crazy. Detroit doesn't win a game the rest of the season.
1: Now, that's a fun bet. That, I mean, that's, that's a bet that you can uh, sweat like Bruce P- Pearl out for the rest of the year. That'd be a fun w- one.
2: It'd be fun, but it's like – it's so interesting because this is not the NFL. This isn't if you have the worst record, you automatically get the first pick. Like, yeah, you have the best odds, but it's not like your odds are that much better. Like, it's not a guarantee by any – you're not favored to get it. Yeah. So, like, tanking in the NBA, man, it's – you need you need that uh, – you need those ping pong balls to bounce your way.
1: Greg from Lawton says, yeah, thanks, Travis. Now I have that image of those two in a sauna.
2: <laughs> hopefully you brought your floaties
1: Ugh, that's 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 a tough image sorry about that greg 405-651-3439 is the Meyer chevrolet text line we'll update you on the latest in the transfer portal bama fans are big upset right now and what's uh what else is going on in college football right here on the ref
0: the home of sooner fans home for sooner recruiting coverage Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where die-hard Sooner fans listen.
2: Are you someone
1: with extra weight and looking to make a lifestyle change? Norman Regional's Journey Clinic is ready to help you get started. We are excited to be one of the only weight loss clinics... Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, taking you up until six p.m., seven p.m. tonight on ESPN Plus. It's OU and West Virginia. This is a little random, but I, I think it's I think it's incredible. So, could you imagine if OU hired a an eighty two year old defensive coordinator? Like, if you turn those numbers around, it's about the age of the defensive coordinator that you just hired, or co DC, whatever. Uh, Division two, Northwestern Oklahoma State in Alva. They hired an 82-year-old defensive coordinator, Travis. Jerry Glanville is his name. 82 years old, 57 years of coaching experience, including eight years as an NFL head coach. He coached uh, the Falcons in his last stop. I think it was the, what was it, the Houston Oilers when he was the head coach in Houston. So he's going to be coaching in Alva, Oklahoma, and he's 82 years old as the D.C. Amazing.
2: Jeez. I mean, <laughs> basically the exact opposite direction that OU is going. I uh,
1: yeah, exactly. And the yes. man, uh, someone sent me a photo of him last week, a buddy of mine, and Jerry Glanville rocks the belt buckle, and and hopefully he does so on the sidelines or in the booth or wherever he's at uh, next season. I mean, best of luck to you, Jerry.
2: Yeah, God bless mm-hmm. the guy. But like, I don't. Maybe retirement. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe look at that. Maybe he. Maybe he had some. Some poor real estate investments, or maybe dumped it all into crypto, or... I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I hope... Granted, I'm not a coach, by any stretch of the imagination, but I hope that whatever I'm doing, Tyler, at 82, that I'm that I'm pretty much done doing you it. You
1: don't want to go out to Alva and prove it? You have to prove yourself one last time after a run in the NFL
2: and a bunch of other stops? Right, here's the thing. Say it goes really well. Like, what's the... Is he is he looking to get a, a bigger college job? Like, say he he wins top assistant honors, he's, his defense pitches shutouts every single week, and I, is he expecting
1: Then Mike Gundy will hire him? That's, that's my, what yeah, Gundy's
2: gonna call. Like, I I don't know, I don't know what the end game is. He's there. the
1: next Bama coach after Kalen DeBoer gets fired. Hey, <laughs> there you go. They'll love that. That'll They'll bring that'll bring that.
2: Caleb Downs back.
1: Uh, tell me how this sits with you. Like Joel Klatt has his way-too-early top 10. It's another way-too-early top 10, I know, but I got a lot of respect for Joel Clatt. I think he does a really nice job. Georgia at 1, Ohio State at 2, Oregon at 3. Look at DG. Texas at 4, Bama at 5, Ole Miss at 6, Michigan at 7, Utah at 8, Notre Dame at 9, Penn State at 10.
2: Well, initially I'm thinking, okay, at least he doesn't have Texas at two, like we've seen before. They do still lose a bunch, and everybody's saying, well, they've already reloaded. Like, I'm sorry, but no, they haven't. Isaiah Bond doesn't make up for all those wide receivers. He is good, but he doesn't make up for all the, the, the top four pass catchers that they had. They Kendrick Blackshire doesn't make up for Jalen Ford. I could go on and on. But Alabama at five. Yeah, like when's the last there's time they no started? way, right? Yeah, I
1: I mean er, everyone's down on them right now, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the first poll they're uh, they're ranked at number five. I I just God, I just, I just, it just looks weird. I I, I know.
2: I I don't think here's here's bold January take. I don't think when it's all said and done, Alabama is ranked inside the top eight. In, in the in the preseason poll. Oh, uh,
1: oh, what you? So you're saying when the season starts, you don't think they're in the top eight
2: in the preseason poll?
1: Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, they're going to add some players, but I don't think that they're going to add the caliber of player to replace some of the players that they've already lost and and might might lose. Like, what if Milrow hops in the portal at some point?
2: Well, some people will tell you that's a good thing.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe so. Be careful what you wish for there, though. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, I- and
2: I think that I think that Depor. With Grub should be – like, that's what I think some people are, are missing. Like, look what they did with Michael Penix when he came over from Indiana. Yeah. I mean, Texas fans know it well. OU fans know it well because they were hate-watching Texas. So, like, some quarterback, if if, if he wants to bring somebody in to compete with Jalen Milrow, who knows? But if I'm a transfer quarterback, I mean, a lot of people were like, hey, Fafita from Arizona, do you want to go play at Alabama? Under DeBoer, what do you want? But looks like they're staying. Like, it, it seems like if there's a position that Alabama will be good at moving forward, it really feels like quarterback, right? Yeah, probably, probably
1: so. I, I thought that he might be the Heisman front runner going into the year before Saban even retired. I got a few takeaways. Uh, Penn State at ten. How, how many consecutive years is that? Penn State starting in the top <laughs> ten and getting way too much hype to go into a season. It's starting to become one of my favorite college football traditions is us thinking or everyone thinking that James Franklin's about to turn the corner up there in Happy Valley.
2: Well, my favorite Uh. thing was it – wasn't it – okay, so wasn't it Feldman that listed all the buyouts? Like that initial tweet, you remember it? That was like, here are the buyouts of the Alabama candidates. And he tweeted it out, and then immediately he tweeted an updated one with James Franklin in it, and I guarantee you, Tyler I guarantee you that Franklin's agent called him and was like, hey, add James Franklin to that list. Here's his buyout.
1: <laughs> I, I know. I, I laugh. Like we're talking about the Alabama job here. Get James Franklin out of this list. What are we doing here? Hey, I Alabama, are going to hire him. Stop.
2: I guarantee you he was like, put James Franklin on the Alabama target list on oh, your tweet. I'm sure. Just he, so we can try and get a couple more bucks out of it. Because James Franklin, he beats the teams he's supposed to, and he never Beats the teams he's not supposed to. Yeah, that's exact. If you just
1: woke up from uh, 10 years, uh, you, you were out for 10 years, that's how you could summarize Penn State football for the last decade. Maybe even longer than that. Yes. Or at least that's as what, long as James Franklin's been there.
2: I've been in this blue blood argument on Instagram the last couple of days. Look, everybody's like, well, Penn State's got to be. I'm like, why? Why? That sounds like, awful, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 yeah. Everybody, the problem is, so Facebook is where, you know, I would assume kind of the oldest generation of social media users resides or at least the largest percentage of them. Next, I'm guessing is Twitter. And then like so you get some adult takes on Twitter. Instagram, bro, it's like 20-year-olds. TikTok, I don't even I don't even have a TikTok. I never want to have a TikTok. I can't even imagine what that's like. But Inst- I put out the tweet about Blue Bloods, and everybody was like, yeah, those seven kind of make sense, right? We all know them. And then, like, I put it on Instagram. Everybody's like, where's LSU? This list isn't serious. Where's Georgia? This list is – I'm like, Dog, football existed before 2000. I promise you. I then, promise you. Then there was a – I saw a
1: comment from a uh, Dabo Sweeney asking where Clemson was. I, I did see that one. <laughs> yeah, where's Clemson? Exactly.
2: What's going on? Where's Clemson? Like, bro, like. This is new blood. Like you guys just don't know what the term blue blood means. And everybody, Penn State, Penn State's got to be on there. Oh Why? Why? They've never. When's their last title? Nineteen eighty-six. Yeah. G- Not hey, a lot of
1: conference titles in between then
2: either. Look, I absolutely want to. If you, Tyler, if you asked me one game I could go to, it would be I want OU to go play in a whiteout. Like I, I want that to happen. But Penn State ain't a blue blood, man. Like, it's just as simple as that. And James Franklin's agent is a brilliant man. It's probably Jimmy Sexton. He represents everybody else.
1: Well, I think Jimmy Sexton got like six different head coaches raises during the uh, during the four or five days with Alabama didn't have a head coach. It was
2: brilliant. It was brilliant. And, and that's the thing. It's, it, a lot of this is being passed off as loyalty, right? People are saying, well, Sark was loyal to Texas. Oh, um, You know, Leipold was loyal because he didn't go. Norvell was loyal. Here's the thing. If they were just loyal, they wouldn't have needed to get contracts extensions to stay. Uh, They're loyal to the greenback. One other takeaway that I had real
1: quick in the top ten, Ohio State at two and Michigan at seven. I mean, hey, there was already going to be enough pressure for old Ryan Day, but... If everyone thinks going into this year that you're without question the better football team, and Michigan's about to take a step back, and you don't beat them again this year, I know what's going to happen at the end of the year if he doesn't do it this time around. I think I know what's going to happen.
2: Golly, hey, you know that's why that's why you see Ohio State, you know, spending like crazy in the portal because Ryan Day's sitting there going, "Release the funds. I need to save this job of mine." He's uh, just hiring a new AD
1: as well, so watch out, Ryan Day. 405-651-3439 is the text line. We'll try and guess what's going to happen with the basketball game tonight. We'll give some score predictions. You can as well on the text line. We'll get to those. One final segment coming up next.
0: The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free K-
1: Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. They are
2: the experts.
1: Final segment of the day, closing it up on this Wednesday the rush on the ref Tyler McComas Travis Davidson Doc on the text line has OU 82 West Virginia 72 10 point win softball Steve has OU 92 West Virginia 83 a 9 point win 10 point win and a 9 point win you got a 6 point win nobody's picking OU to cover the 12 and a half tonight everyone's picking a win
2: yeah hey did we did we talk him out of it I mean I hope I hope that wasn't the I think case, you but, may have talked him out of you, it. I hey, haven't let on where, we I'm, where are I'm going. A, hey, we are a team on these airwaves on Wednesdays. Um well, I mean, I don't know I just I don't see any blowouts happening unless you're Kansas playing Oklahoma State for the most part, but huh. like I don't see any blowouts happening in the Big Twelve. If we can make some shots you know we could do this if we if we blow this team out, I I might get unreasonable expectations. Tyler, I'll put uh, it that way.
1: Final four if they uh, beat a what six and ten team tonight. I'm down. Elite
2: eight. Elite
1: eight. Elite eight. Okay. Uh, okay, I think it's going to come down to a free throw late. Unfortunately, West Virginia makes it to go from 69 to 70. We're all bummed there's not a 69 in the final score, but OU wins 84-70. to 70. They win by 14. Oh, town Hey, when everyone else is on one side, isn't it normally a pretty good betting strategy to go with the other? Yeah. Feels like 100% on the money here on this show is on West Virginia and the points. I'll, I'll take the other side and take
2: my chances. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But I just, I don't know. I, I think if we can make outside shots, because, again, I think they're going to pack it in a little bit. And, and try and try and make us earn it, as long as we don't try and dribble through a zone like we did far too often against North Carolina, and we move the ball well, I could see us getting there. Yeah. I'm just not betting on it.
1: Uh, we, we talked about the future of OU hoops in the SEC. So what's the, the go-to arena in the SEC has got to be Rupp, right? It just has yes. to be. Tennessee yes. would be cool. Arkansas, I'm sure, is fun. They hold a lot there, but it's got to be Kentucky. Um, football for me is uh, Tennessee or LSU I'm going to go with LSU
2: football for you you say if it's LSU at night if it's a night game give me LSU
1: and for baseball golly there's a lot of good spots for baseball there's so many good ones I might go back to l s u for baseball as well, though any the the two Mississippi schools would Either be awesome
2: Vanderbilt's even good at Vanderbilt. I mean really South Carolina's at baseball
1: is now. awesome at baseball like they they all are arkansas's cool yeah, actually, you know what for baseball i'll say um I'll say Ole miss," and hopefully o u wins thirteen nothing so I can sit in the outfield and throw my beers up in the air every time there's a home run. <laughs> i like it i like it i'll uh cost me two hundred dollars to sit in the outfield for that game if i'm doing that i'll
2: say arkansas i'll say arkansas but man we've got some fun environments coming up that baseball we might have to put together some baseball road trips brother
1: (laughs) find the rv deal and rv around during baseball season
2: that's right sponsors line
1: up baby that uh that, that would be a weekend right there that'd be fun all right, enjoy the basketball game tonight. Again, that's 7 p.m. on ESPN+. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on The Ref.
0: Closing time. Turn all of the lights on.